broadcasting live from the Raiders practice facility at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. This is the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila Embajador. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Tuesday. We are live at the Raiders practice facility in Henderson, uh, Nevada, and I got a lot to get to today. Uh, Dan Ventrelli, the Raiders president, will join us in just a little bit. Uh, at 5.30, we have Shannon Kelly to wrap up the Raiders draft. In the draft here uh, in Las Vegas, Sam Gordon from the Las Vegas Review-Journal will be in at 5 o'clock. We want your thoughts, 702-365-9200. Just a reminder, this half of In the Huddle is brought to you by the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. There's nothing worse than living in chronic pain with little hope. Uh, the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas offers genuine relief from even the most severe and persistent forms of pain. Call their office today or book an appointment online to find out how to live as pain-free a life as possible. We all deserve that. Don't uh, listen to what people say. When you get older, you're going to have to deal with pain. Um, that does happen. But there's answers out there for you. So call the Neuropathy and Pain Center at 725-373-9879. Without further ado, it's time to talk Raiders football with Raiders president, Dan Ventrelli. It's time for a visit from Raiders team president, Dan Ventrelli. Just win, baby. Welcome, Dan Ventrelli. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk to us today here at your beautiful facility uh, in Henderson, Nevada. How are you doing, man? Great. Thanks for having me, Vinny. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Before we get started, I want you to hear something, Dan. This is Rich Eisen from the NFL Network. I don't know if you got a chance to hear this. Uh, it was on his radio show, I believe, either yesterday or today. And he was talking about, obviously, uh, Rich you know, hosted the draft for the NFL Network. Um, and he had these observations about his time here in Las Vegas over this past week. What do you want in a town that hosts a major NFL event? Oh man, nightlife! Here's what you want: you want you say nightlife. <laughs> yeah, okay, pretty... that's one thing. Um, good places to eat. Good food. Good places to eat. No Public transportation. Get, no problems. Get a hotel. Yeah, hotel. Easy to get around, to or get at least, around. or easy to get uh, a taxi or yeah. a ride share, yeah. or well, even even best walking. Walking. Well, hard for you because your Uber score is so low, but yeah. Well, I understand. That's why, you know, walking is good for me. Um, you want all that. And you want energy. Yeah. Energy. Five. Excitement. Five. My God, is Las Vegas the perfect town for a major NFL event? We've all known it for a long time. We've all suspected it. Okay, we've all suspected it for yeah, some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, a very warm place would have had to have frozen over for something like that to happen. And I guess it must have frozen over because the draft was there and it was superb. And the town, as you might expect, absorbed it, absorbed it. And the food was incredible. The restaurants are off the charts. I know I sound like I'm running for, it's, you know, uh, stumping for mayor or chamber of commerce. <laughs> chamber but, of commerce that's what I was and I didn't even, because I'm an NFL employee, I didn't even hit a table. Could you imagine? Yeah, you can be. I would and be so people were coming in from town, out of town. This is perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and guess what? And guess what? The NFL went to Vegas and, you know, I haven't checked out anything yet, but the, the competition hasn't been completely undercut. It's all still standing. Right? Like, we're not, there's no scandal. Everything's just standing. Season's coming. The best. Draft was perfect. I mean, 
it's this should be like the the Olympics. Every other year, it goes to Vegas, either the Super Bowl or the draft. Yeah. Fans would go crazy. They came from all over the place. Yes. Oh my God, it, it was incredible. So bravo, Las Vegas, Nevada, superb, A plus. Dan Ventrelli. Um, no, no surprise hearing those types of compliments. Uh, I think I heard it a million times throughout Las Vegas, friends of mine that came into town, colleagues from around the country that covered the draft here in Las Vegas. That was the sentiment this week. I think it was a spectacular show. It's what we all, we, we've known now for a couple of years being here in Las Vegas, but how pleasing is it to hear others, and especially somebody like Rich Eisen, who has a big voice and a big platform on NFL Network, come away with those observations about what happened last week? It's fantastic to hear it. And like you said, it's no surprise, right? We know that this city does big events unlike any other city, and we've been excited for the NFL and the other teams and the networks and the media to all be able to see that in a real way and embrace it the same way we have. So it was exciting, but like you said, not unexpected. You know, uh, the Raiders, obviously, you, it's an iconic franchise and it's an iconic brand. Uh, Las Vegas, in its own way, um, uh, is also an, an iconic city worldwide. Um, as you guys envision this, uh, you know, looking at Las Vegas as, as a market, as a home, as your landing spot, as your longtime, um, you know, residence, is this kind of what you envision? I mean, it, the, the possibilities seemed endless at that time, and I think that it's just going to continue to grow. We've talked about that. But was that part of the vision, just being able to, to settle here and put these types of shows on? It was a core part of the vision. We talked about this market a lot with our partners at the NFL and with the people in the league office and at other teams. And we've always said, and in the community here too, that having the Raiders here is a lot more than 10 football games each year. It's having the presence of the NFL. It's having the focus of big events. It's the opportunity to bring things like the draft and the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl here and for everybody to see what we see all the time, just that this city does those events in a special way. And to be able to do that is a special thing to showcase in front of the whole country. So we knew it and we did a lot of the research on the market to understand it. And we were just excited to have the eyes of the nation focus on it and show everyone else what we live all the time here. We're talking to Dan Ventrelli. He is the president of the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, the NFL, pulled off a spectacular show this week, and it truly was uh, spectacular. No big surprise, but truly, um, you know, uh, great to see it all unfold uh, the way it did. And it's funny, um, I'm a New Yorker, all right? So when the Super Bowl was in New York a few years ago, I was excited as I could be to go see it. I Obviously, cold weather and all that, but still, it's New York City. And it was a great show, no question about it. But I felt like – for it just felt like the city swallowed the event a little bit. Like the city was bigger than the event itself, which is hard to say when it's the Super Bowl. Here in Las Vegas, even though it's an iconic downtown and an iconic you know strip and you know the, the images, all of that, but I felt like the city accentuated the event rather than kind of you know uh, absorbed it. What were your thoughts on that? I think that's right. I think the city accentuated the event, but I think what you also saw was a very unique opportunity for all of the people who were part of bringing the team here and who had the vision for the building to be able to share in it. And I thought that was really special too. I mean, we did a couple of unique events, right? Yeah. I mean, on Monday, 
we did uh, we did an event where we turned the Las Vegas sign silver and black. And so, you know, to be at that event to kick off the week, you know, we had people like Marilyn Kirkpatrick and Michael Naft and Jim Gibson, Yolanda King there. Um, of course, Mark Davis flipped the switch to right. turn the sign silver and black. So to see all those people who had that shared vision be there and be able to share in that moment and understand that we were going to be bringing all of these um, tourists and eyes and um, economic impact to the city was really special. And then on Thursday, you got to see it in a whole different way, right? I mean, we literally held a press conference in the middle of the street, right? <laughs> right. Which I never on thought draft, I'd see. What do they call it? Draft Boulevard or Draft it was Drive? Draft Drive. Draft Drive. We yes. named Las Vegas Boulevard to Draft Drive. So you've got the commissioner of the NFL out there with, you know, a lot of people who deserve the credit and the attention for bringing the team here. And so to have them be the, the focal point of the start of that event, you know, obviously Governor Sisolak, Steve Hill, um, again, Jim Gibson, Virginia Valentine, to have them share that moment with the commissioner and to have Mark Davis there and have his vision be recognized, it was just a special moment to see how the community who had supported the endeavor got to share in the beginning of the focus of the nation on the market. So that was really special to see. What's what's also interesting to me, and I've, I've learned this being in Las Vegas now a couple of years, things get done in Las Vegas. And it feels like, you know, I'm not, I, I don't know all the intimate details, and I'm sure there's egos involved in politics and all those types of things that play into, um, you know, everyday life in a city. But it feels like everyone seems to always be, for the most part, rowing in the same direction and cooperation, um, whereas in other places, that's not always the case for whatever reason. Um, do you get that sense where everyone, there's a common goal here to get it done and to put on a great show uh, and that that cooperation helps lead you guys to places like this? We definitely see that and we've seen that for years. And so it's no surprise when it plays out, when you get the attention of a big event you know, but in working through a project as significant as the stadium and relocating the team, you know, you saw all of those people rally around that vision and make it a reality. And so sharing in the special moments that come from it on the back end, um, it, it makes that pretty special too. Do we have any uh, numbers yet? Um, I know it's, it's probably going to be a, a ways before we get to the true uh, numbers crunch, but how many people might have been in town and, and all that type of stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think we know there were over 300,000 people over the three days of the event. But, you know, I think that's just the people who were focused around the actual stage and everything. So I know people were spread out throughout the city. A lot of people came to town to just feel the energy and be part of it. And so I'm sure that the numbers are even bigger than that. But that's still a, a pretty significant number of people coming to town just for an event that, like we said, didn't even touch the stadium. I mean, right. The event was a city event. The event was uh, an event held on a stage in the middle of fountains, right? Yeah. So just to have the ability to transform um, a, a venue like that and to create a special image that obviously showcased the city in a really exceptional way was a pretty cool thing to see. Yeah, uh, I completely concur. Uh, now, to localize this, obviously, uh, there was a lot of business to be for the Raiders. Um, and you, you guys are always on a quest to get better. That's what this year is all about, putting your roster together, uh, all of those types of things. Um, this was the first draft with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly and all those staffs and, and everyone that's on board, uh, people that were here previously, the newcomers that are here. Um, from, from your vantage point, watching uh, that group uh, oversee a, a draft, any takeaways from your perspective? 
I mean, you just see the teamwork, right? It's people who have all worked together, who are familiar with each other, who kind of know each other's um, proclivities and ideas. And so it just becomes a, a very fluid thing where it's fun to see people work together so efficiently. And I think that's the main takeaway, really, the, the, the way the expertise is applied and the way the cohesive uh, working towards the outcomes happens is a good thing to see. Um, you know, uh, when you're talking about, and I, I asked Josh uh, McDaniels about this, when you're talking about people coming together and with no time to waste, you know, uh, Josh and, and Dave jumped aboard in, uh, what was it, February or January? I forget. End of January. End of right. January, right, right, before, right before February. That's not a lot of time to get prepared for the off season for the draft. There were people that were here previously that are still here. Um, and just melding all of that together as seamlessly as, as possible, it's not uh, as easy as it might seem. Um, your observations of how that's kind of come about. I mean, you always have less time than you want, right? In right. this business, there's always the ability to fill the time with uh, more research, more work, more um, thought process. So uh, you, you do the best you can with the time that you have. And I think that, like I said, that's where the teamwork comes in. That's where the efficiency of being able to work together and everybody rowing in the same direction and everybody uh, trusting each other's knowledge, judgment, expertise, and then being able to apply it in a way that's collaborative creates good outcomes. We're talking to Dan Vencelli, the president of the Raiders. They just concluded their draft. They concluded, um, you know, uh, if you if you look at the, at the grades, at uh, what people are saying out there, um, it feels like this has been a really productive offseason uh, for, for you guys. Um, you know, there, you were dealt a lot of or thrown a lot of curveballs last year over this last calendar year or so. Um, you've, you've rebounded. Uh, you've taken those blows. And I think have grown from it and gotten better from it. And as you look at this roster right now, I know that there's a long way to go before training camp even starts. Um, but what are your thoughts on, on, where, on where the team is right now? We're excited. I mean, we've obviously intentionally added excitement, right? I mean, we didn't have a first or second round pick, but we brought Devontae Adams to the team. And, you know, the magnitude of that excitement and to bring a player like that to a nucleus that we already felt so good about, um, is a way to move in the right direction. And so we're all optimistic about that. You know, we feel like we were able to uh, pick spots and get contributors in the draft, and we'll see how that all works out. But we're really proud of the pieces that we put together, and now we've got to go and apply it on the field. And that's why we're so excited to have Josh here to synthesize all of that for us and create a product on the field that we'll be even more proud of. Dan, I know you're a stickler for, uh, and I, I think this goes throughout the organization and certainly with Josh and, 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 Dave, and Dave Ziegler, quality people, people that care, people that are diligent, people that are professional, have a passion for what they do. You know, you talk to Chandler Jones and you talk to uh, Devontae Adams and, of course, Derek Carr and Max Crosby and the, and the Darren Wallers uh, that, are, that are already here. It feels like, you know, that hasn't just been an objective, but it's been a, a, a goal that in a lot of ways have been achieved to be able to filter this team or put this team and populate this roster with good quality people. Do you sense that, you know, walking around this building and seeing these guys at work and when you pass them in the hallways and that type of thing, the quality of people that are starting to that are on this roster? You absolutely see that. And you're right. There's no substitute for that. You have to have quality people who work well together, who are going to give you their best effort. And that's always the goal. But, you know, this particular combination of 
players that we have and particular combination of staff that we have. We're excited about, like you said, the quality of the individuals that are contributing to the effort. And you always feel like if you start with the best people, um, that's the best way to get good outcomes. And we feel like we're starting with the best people and we're confident that the effort that they put into it is going to bring good results. It's early May. And that seems like it's, you know, we've got plenty of time before <laughs> training camp starts and all that. But we both know that that's not the case. Uh, the clock is ticking, and it, it just seems to tick faster every single year. First of all, are, we, are you surprised that we're even here right now? I mean, we're talking about OTAs and guys getting on the field. You had a, a voluntary mini camp last year. It just seems like, or last week, it just seems like it just goes by in the blink of an eye. I'm always surprised by it. The offseason flies by, and no matter how much time you think you have, it seems like training camp is on top of you before you know it, and we're playing games in no time. But that's okay. I mean, that's the exciting part of it, right? There's always something around the corner. There's always something to look forward to. It's always exciting to see the team get better and improve and come together. And so the cycle of it is quick, but it's also very exciting. All right, so I get asked this a lot, uh, training camp. Training camp is uh, going to be probably, what, in late July, um, a little bit earlier because you guys are in uh, the, the, the Hall of Fame game, right. which congratulations to the organization for, for all that, and we'll get into that as we get closer. Um, but as far as training camp goes, I know it's going to be here in Henderson, right? Well, um, is there are, – are, are we getting to a point where – you know, fans, because I get this all the time, and I know that, you know, this is a, uh, in terms of training camp in the area and, you know, accommodating people can be a little bit of a challenge perhaps here, but are we getting to a point where maybe that'll be something that we can start looking forward to? Yeah, we've obviously been limited in the last couple of years with what we were able to do because of the NFL COVID protocols, right. but with those being relaxed and eliminated this year, it'll give us some more flexibility. We did have some limited number of people and small groups out last year because that was what we were allowed to do. But with more flexibility this year, we'll do even more of it, and it'll give more people an opportunity to see this great facility and to be excited about the team. You're the president of an NFL football team. It's May, um, and the draft is in the uh, is, is has been tucked away. Uh, there's still some work to be done uh, with the roster. Uh, it, for the business side of things, what are you doing right now? Like, what what's Dan Ventrelli focused on in May of a football season? Well, it's the same as the football side of the team, right? You're always trying to get better. So you're always trying to assess and evaluate your talent. You're always trying to build. You're always trying to, like you talked about on the football team, you're always trying to get the best people. And in the same way that you're on the field, on the business side of the organization, if you don't have the best people, then you're not going to be optimized for success. And so having the best people in the roles that are the leadership roles in the organization and then the roles that um, support those leadership roles in the organization are, are always a priority. And so continuing to refine that and working in that direction and figuring out how we can make sure that we're continuing to build on the great fan experience that we've created in the building. You know, we ranked number one overall in game day satisfaction in the NFL's voice of the fan survey. And even though we're proud of that, we also know that just like on the football field, that's competitive. So you've got to make sure that you're always building on that fan experience, making sure you're creating like the next great reason for people to be in the building and keep excitement in that game day experience. And so we're looking to get better around every turn, just like we are on the football field. I was going to ask you about that because you were voted uh, the number one fan experience. It's it's mind-boggling to me in a good way uh, that the first uh, season where you guys were allowed to have fans in the building, you you turned it 
best by voted by the fans uh, experience across the NFL. But I would imagine that that's almost a starting point for you. Like, okay, now that's we've we've set that level. Not to say that you're always going to be number one. There's some great markets uh, here in the NFL, but. Uh, to be able to build off what you've already built, does it, it incentivize you guys to, to go out there and, and do even better and do even more? Yeah, absolutely. You want to stay the best, right? And the reality for us in this season is this is the first time in 2021 was the first time that people were even working in the building right. with fans, right? So we were number one overall with people still learning directions at the start of yes. the year, right? Understanding the traffic flow, having to refine the way that we route people in the building. And so I think you're right. That's a that's a launching point, right? And for us, we've got to continue to look at the processes and, and the people that we have there and how we put um, people in place in order to make it even better. And we're always looking forward and always trying to improve and want to make that the very best game day experience in the NFL and keep it there. And interestingly, Vinny, it was rated overall the number one game day experience and customer satisfaction, but it was also rated number one in a lot of other categories too. It was rated number one overall in people feeling safe. It was rated yeah. number number one overall in you know security and, and, and efficiency. So for us um, – Having it be a great game day experience is important. Having it be a safe game day experience, particularly in a time when people were so concerned about health and we put such an emphasis on the vaccinations. So we were proud of not only making it exciting, but making people feel good about spending their Sunday there. You know what you guys also did, um, which I think you should need to be complimented for. Um, you know, a lot of people always worry about parking and traffic and all those, all those type of things. I don't know if this is the case in other markets. Uh, but and for the listeners out there that that don't know, especially the local fans here, you guys have a bus service <laughs> that you know you worked with the city of of Las Vegas, and um, you know I don't know exactly how that works or what agency uh, that that is with, but it's basically the public transportation with pickup spots from Henderson to Summerlin, the M Hotel over here that actually pick fans up drop them off at the stadium, safely get them back to their starting points for a nominal fee. I know my family took it from time to time. Um, and is that something that you guys are going to continue uh, uh, building on and, and, and adding? And again, I compliment you because I'm sure that cut down traffic just tremendously. Yeah, we'll certainly continue that. So that's a partnership that we do with the RTC. Right. It's called Game Day Express. And we have various pickup points throughout the Valley. And we had I think there were over 60,000 people that took that service this year, and it's $2 a ride each way. So it's very affordable. It's very efficient. Like you said, it minimizes the traffic around the building, and it just creates a safe and efficient way for people to go back and forth from their community to the game. And it just helps the efficiency of all of the processes. It helps the efficiency of all of the parking lots and all of the entry and exit. And so it's just another addition, and we're happy to work with our partners at RTC to make it happen. They've been great, and we'll work to even expand that service for the coming year. We're talking to Dan Vincelli, the president of the Raiders. Uh, a couple of big fights. There was a big fight last weekend. Obviously, Canelo is fighting uh, again this week, as he normally does this time of year. Can we expect uh, any 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 boxing events at some point at Allegiant Stadium? Uh, I don't want to you know let any cat, cat or dog out of the bag or whatever, but I mean, is that something that you guys are, are maybe pursuing? 
Yeah, it's certainly something that's on the horizon, you know, any type of big event, right? We're open-minded about looking at trying to figure out how we can bring the biggest events here and how we can bring uh, the biggest variety of entertainment options here, right? I mean, we just did four shows with BTS um, recently, and so that's been exciting. You know, we've got college football planned coming up in October with Notre Dame, BYU. Um, we've had a number of concerts in August, and so just trying to bring a variety of events to the building, trying to bring a variety of different types of visitors to Las Vegas has always been the priority. And so continuing to build on the 1.3 million people who have been in that building in just the six or seven Whoa, short how months, 1.3 million oh, people my. we've had wow. in that building. It's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, we, we track it all. So we know, you know, the, the, the benefit of electronic ticketing is you right. know where people come from, yes. right? Um, so, you know, we know that, we know that of that, 1.3 million, that there are about 600,000 people who came to Las Vegas just to go to an event at Allegiant Stadium. And so we're really proud of that because that's been the goal of the endeavor from the beginning, right? Right, is to in create an attraction, increase tourism, help the economy, lift the community up with the ability to have visitors and, you know, really in a big way, help be part of the solution to bring the city back from the pandemic and make it um, a thriving environment. And we really feel like um, we want to continue to be an important part of that. And when we're talking about people coming into town, that's new money. That's money that would not have been here, brought in here otherwise. And that's a testament to the stadium and why it's become such a magnet. And I know that you guys have that uh, in mind, but are you pleasantly surprised that, that it's, it's come to fruition as, as quickly as it has? Or honestly, is it what you kind of expected? Yeah, I think the magnitude of it surprised us, but we knew it was going to be a big deal. We knew it was going to attract a lot of people. We knew it was going to be a special venue that was going to attract the best events and that was going to be uh, a goal of people to travel to and that it was going to be an attraction. And so we're not surprised by that. We're certainly proud of it. But again, just ha seeing all of seeing all the people who were part of the vision for making it happen, sharing the success, particularly around the draft, was particularly special this week. Last question for Dan Ventrelli, uh, the Raiders president, and uh, we thank him for uh, taking uh, time, as he does on a weekly basis, to talk to us. Schedule's coming out. It's right around the corner, uh, May 12th. Um, actually, a couple of questions here. I got to ask you about this. Um, as, you know, as, as I've watched this through, you know, over the years with the NFL and making a big event out of everything, basically, uh, the draft has grown just tremendously. We all saw that last week. But, you know, what the schedule is something that I, I, I people ask me, why is it so big? And I understand because it's just, it's like that, that's kind of the starting point. All right, now you know who you're playing and, and where you're playing and when you're playing. But also in today's world, uh, people travel now. Like when I was a kid, the thought of, you know, going from California or wherever we were at that particular time to go see our favorite team play on the road was something my dad would look at us and say, are you nuts? No, we're not. You know, that's just, it wasn't a thought back then. It is now. Like every fan looks at a looks at, at their schedule each year and circles a game. Not every fan, but a lot of fans do. This is the game I'm going to go to this year, and that brings in new money to all these cities and, and all that. But it's become an event in terms of planning your road trip and planning your parties and all of that type of thing. Are you um, 
You've seen that grow as well, I'm sure, how big it's gotten. Oh, we've seen it grow, and this one almost feels like a softball, right? Because <laughs> every one of those teams yes. that plays us is waiting for that schedule to be announced so that they can circle that date mm-hmm. and make this their trip. You're right. So many NFL fans look at their road schedule and pick out the road game that they're going to go to with their friends or their family. Um, and what we've seen is that this is a very attractive place right. for that. And that's awesome to see, right? I mean, we've we've had fans from different communities come and, and share in the excitement of the building. But, you know, what we also see is we have we have such a national fan base no doubt. that our fans are waiting around the country to have that schedule come out and be able to travel to the game that they want to see and pick the opponent that they want to see. So it's it's an interesting mix for us, I think, in a different way than for some other teams where it's just a function of trying to see which visiting team fans you're going to attract. For us, um, because this is such a great destination, because the building is such a great place to see, we know that our fans across the country are looking to circle the games in the same way to come visit and see the game that they want to see. I know that the NFL keeps a tight lid on that. Um, And so are you guys sort of like anxiously awaiting to see do you have a Christmas game? Do you have a New Year's? You know, all those uh, Thanksgiving, all of those types of games and, and when the national games and all that uh, prime time. Are you guys kind of anxiously awaiting it as well? It's always exciting, right? I mean, just to look and see and be able to plan your year and what it looks like and to understand where you'll be in different points. And then and then to be able to, you know, remember the great experiences you've had in those special games, right? We obviously yeah. had a great Thanksgiving last year, right? And so that's something that you always remember and think about and you're always looking forward to, boy, what is the next great memory going to be? You know, where will we be able to to be where people will talk about with their family? Hey, remember when we had that great Thanksgiving and, you know, the Raiders beat the Cowboys in overtime? Wasn't that awesome, right? And so it's these things that bring people together that really make the sport, the Raiders, this city special. And so to be able to look at those benchmarks in May and get excited about them and say, hey, we can look forward to uh, that great time that we're going to share together is always something that that we look forward to. No question about it. And uh, this is a promise and a guarantee. The Raiders always make memories. And Dan Ventralia, the, the Raiders president, is a big part of that. Dan, thank you so much for spending time with us uh, this week in the huddle. We'll check back with you uh, next week. And you are in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Tuesday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. Our thanks again uh, to Raiders President Dan Ventrelli. He joins us each week. Always has uh, great insight on what's going on uh, with the Raiders. And, you know, we were it was talking about this and kind of just like, you, you don't, how quickly things transpire in the NFL. In the blink of an eye, we're sitting here um, in the first week of May. The Raiders had a mini camp last week. Um, they're involved in OTAs right now. Pretty soon you're going to have, you know, mini camp is right around the corner. Then a little bit of a break and it's going to be training camp before you know it. Uh, it happens in the blink of an eye and you got to always, obviously, uh, be ready and be on top of things. And I feel like uh, this 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 Raiders team right now with the, the way it's constructed and uh, who's in charge and the roles that are being executed, uh, the Raiders are really in a good position to seize this moment. And I felt like this... You know, just as a reporter covering it from 
where I was in Los Angeles at the time, I felt like this was going to be a great landing spot uh, for the Raiders, for their fans, for the Raider Nation, uh, in terms of the proximity to some of their you know um, home bases, whether it's Los Angeles or the Bay Area. Uh, there's fans throughout Southern California and into Arizona, and of course across the country. And when you start thinking about Raider fans who, like Dan Ventura, talking about, come in to go root for their team on a weekly basis or sometimes periodically throughout the course of the season, um, what better place than Las Vegas uh, to come see a game? And, and, you know, nothing against Los Angeles, nothing against Oakland, but I think when it, the way it all plays out, whether the universe was talking um, and, and guiding this, because we all know, uh, you know, the Raiders wanted to or pursued Los Angeles. They wanted to get something done in the Bay Area. Um, you, believe me or not, but I know that they did. I know that they wanted it to work out in the Bay Area. I know that, you know, obviously they had their eyes then set on Los Angeles. But in the whole scheme of things, and again, maybe sometimes, and I, I truly believe this, the universe talks and the universe guides. And um, the universe certainly guided the Raiders, along with all the you know uh, great teamwork between the state of Nevada, the city of Las Vegas, all the people, Mark Davis, Dan Ventrelli, uh, going all the way back to, to people that aren't working with the team anymore, but that had, had a big hand in this, um, making this happen. And you saw Las Vegas, and if you're an out-of-towner and you're watching on TV, there's no way you could have seen what was going on last week. All the images, the NFL crew outside uh, the Bellagio fountains and you know Caesar's Palace peeking over their shoulder. It was beautiful. The weather was gorgeous. Yeah, it was a little bit warm, but I mean, it's 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 Las Vegas. It's going to be warm, but it wasn't um, you know uh, uh, incredibly hot. And I know people were kind of worried about that, but it doesn't get that hot this time of year. It was pleasant actually. And, you know, uh, also the Pacific time zone aspect of last week, being able to wrap up the draft around 8 o'clock or whatever it was, 7.30 p.m. local time. Uh, the sun hadn't completely set by that point. You had concerts each night. Uh, you know, it's Las Vegas. You have acts. You have entertainment at your disposal. Just go across the street to that hotel or that actor or that comedian or that, uh, you know, magician or band or group or act or whatever you're talking about that are literally here, sometimes on a yearly basis. And being able to just incorporate them uh, into whatever big event you're doing. And guess what? They love to do that. Who doesn't want to be part of the draft or Super Bowl week? You're going to see that. Or halftime of a Raiders game. How many great acts have we seen um, you know, play already at halftime of, of Raider games? Why? I mean, it's Las Vegas. Whether you're just right here locally where you know every single night <laughs> some big act is playing in Las Vegas – um, or has a residency in Las Vegas, or you know, a lot of uh, great entertainers are, are based in California, which is just right down the road, basically. You're just in a great situation, and um, it's fun to see it all kind of come to fruition. I know that this was a glimmer in a lot of people's eyes at one point, and there were a lot of doubters. There were a lot of naysayers. There were a lot of people uh, who felt like um, it, this wasn't going to happen. But as Dan Ventrelli pointed out, when you have teamwork and you have people uh, with a common goal and wanting the same thing and, and seeing it the same way and understanding the benefits for everyone involved. I'm not saying that public money is the right way to go for every market and every stadium, 
But in Las Vegas and in Nevada, where you can tap into a tax base where you're taxing out-of-towners, <laughs> think about this. Out-of-towners help pay for Allegiant Stadium and continue to do so. There was a, what, one cent or some, some minuscule rise of, uh, uh, on a tax for your hotel bill. I want to say maybe even the car rental bill. Um, that money that was generated from people that were coming out of town, staying at our hotels and driving our rental cars and eating at the restaurants and all that kind of stuff. I think it was just a hotel bill. Let's just say that. Was, so, so you put the um, cost on people that don't even live here. And the people that live here be- end up benefiting the most because there's new money coming into town. 300,000 people came into town from, to, to watch the draft last week. 300,000 people staying at hotels, driving rental cars, eating at the local restaurants, drinking at the local bars, going to see the local shows. That money <laughs> benefits this region. It creates jobs. It maintains jobs. It puts new tax money into the tax coffers to help pay for things like, you know, I always love this argument. Well, what about the schools? What about the roads? Well, guess what? The new money that's coming, it's happening every week that the Raiders play. Every time there's a big uh, event, uh, Dan Ventrelli had mentioned uh, the, the the band from, um, you know, I think it's uh, South uh, uh, Korea that blew it up here for four nights in Las Vegas. And I know for a fact, because I was flying out of town to go to the owner's meetings, I think it was, or somewhere, um, the night after, I think the last show, and the airport here in Las Vegas was packed with fans that were here to see that group. They came from everywhere. I was talking to uh, a couple of kids from Dallas, Texas, that flew out for the concert. There were people from Arizona, New York, out of the country, that came here specifically to see that show. That show would not have been here without Allegiant Stadium being here. So you had four nights of crowds, four nights where people were either driving in or flying in and staying at the hotels and all of that. That's how you create new money. That's how you create new tax revenue that helps to go pay then, turn around and pay for things like schools and roads and improvements and all of that type of stuff. It's a win-win and the Legion Stadium has been a major win already. And we're just starting. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. We're talking Raiders. We're talking Raider needs. Uh, The draft is tucked away and put away. But if you're a Raider fan, what's keeping you up at night? Is there a position that you're still a little bit worried about? If so, give us a call, 702-365-9200. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. By the way, it's your time to buy or sell a home, and Realty One Group wants to be the one to be a part of your story. Yes, the housing market is hectic. We all get that. We all understand it. It's going through the roof, but it's still a great time to buy or even sell a home and you'll need a expert 
to help get you what you want, whether it is whether you are uh, buying it or, or selling it. And you'll need a hardworking real estate professional uh, to get it done. And Realty One Group has got you covered. They know the market, they know the neighborhoods, they know the transactions, and they know they can do this for you. Realty One Group was founded in Las Vegas, and it's been their home for more than 11 years. They've been opening doors for their clients and opening doors for real estate professionals to live better lives. They are also proud to give back to the community, donating their time and resources to make an impact. So whether you're selling or buying, give them a call today at the Realty One Group at 888-461-0101. At the top of the hour, we'll be talking to Sam Gordon from the Las Vegas Review Journal. We'll get his thoughts uh, on the draft. Of course, we want to hear from you, 702-365-9200. A little bit of news uh, today and uh, not quite the kind you want to hear. Um, Trayvon Mullen, the Raiders' uh Fourth year, now going into his fourth year, cornerback. Talk about time flies. Uh, Trayvon is now going into his fourth year. Well, he, uh, on his Instagram page, uh, posted a photo of his foot, a hospital bed, a hospital room, and basically said that, you know, indicated that he's going to be getting surgery um, here pretty soon. Whether it was today, I don't know. Uh, I know a lot of people freaked out about that. And um, the best I can say is that. Uh, it's not a major surgery. So, um, you know, knock on wood for Trayvon Mullen. And, you know, on Twitter after uh, I, I retweeted or reposted what what uh, what Trayvon had posted on IG, why is he doing it now? You know, uh, it's, we're, we're in May. What You know, sometimes things happen, guys. <laughs> you know, um, I'm sure he was hoping, A, to avoid uh, any surgery and, and let whatever it was heal on its own. Or maybe he thought that everything was good to go. And maybe he, um, you know, uh, uh, suffered another injury or, you know, exasperated the, the whatever he was dealing with last year because he was dealing with toe and foot injuries last year. Maybe during, you know, minicamp or I don't know what the case is, but I doubt very seriously he was just sitting around with an ailing foot not getting it addressed. I think something happened and now the recommendation is to go get it fixed. And from what I can gather, uh, it's not major. It's actually kind of on the, um, you know, far less than major uh, level. So hopefully it's just something that they can tweak and fix and get it ready because uh, obviously the Raiders need Trayvon Mullen and they need him to be on the field as quickly as possible. The key, of course, though, is not to rush it. And uh, felt bad for Trayvon last year because obviously a big year for him in year three. You're trying to solidify yourself. You're trying to uh, continue to grow as a player. And I felt like he was definitely an ascending player. And last year was essentially wiped out because of toe and, and, and uh, a foot injury. And now it looks like it's carrying over from 2021 into 2022. So you hope that this isn't something that is going to continue to plague him. Uh, the hope for Trayvon Mullen is that whatever it is that he's dealing with, it's going to get fixed and it's going to uh, allow him to be good to go uh, sooner rather than later, hopefully for his case, uh, training camp, the start of training camp. But even if it has to get pushed back a little bit more beyond that, the goal is to be ready for him to, or, or for to put him in a position to maximize next season and play as many games with as healthy a foot as possible. And I'll say this: I mean, any position that you play in the NFL, you're relying on your feet, obviously. And 
cornerback in particular, you know, having to do what you have to do in terms of the backpedaling and the lateral movement and keeping up with, you know, Olympian style uh, or, or Olympian fast wide receivers that you have to deal with on a daily basis. Obviously, you need your feet to be right. And so hopefully, um, after what Trayvon Mullen dealt with last year, really having kind of a lost season, hopefully this you know gets him right on the right track. But boy, I'll tell you what, it puts a little bit of a question mark at cornerback right now. And I know the Raiders you know addressed cornerback. They lost, um, you know, Casey uh, Hayward ended up going to the Atlanta Falcons. They traded for Rocky Yassin. They signed Darius Phillips. They signed Anthony Averett. Um, but now one of their presumed starters right now is a question mark, and that makes the room a little bit of a question mark. We're going to go out to the Realty One Group listener line. Raider Mac is on the line. How you doing, Raider Mac? Hey, Vinny. How you doing, man? I'm doing really good, thanks. Hey, I, I mean, I know you – I know um, that – you know, injuries happen anytime, and you can have surgery anytime. And I agree with you on that. But this guy is not, I mean, he's posting all kind of stuff. Here's my thing with Trayvon. He's not even, he's not even a top, he, he shouldn't, I don't see him as a starter in, in the NFL. I think he's a backup. We, we, we got to get another corner. He just gets too many penalties. He has way too many penalties, and he's not as good as he thinks he think he is. Uh, I, I mean, his grades are, are, are bad in the PF in pro football focus. So I, I just I just want to take why we didn't why we didn't get a corner or a linebacker because that's what our, our biggest need is a linebacker right now. Somebody to make a, a difference. Um, those guys that we have on a, on our on our roster are just regular guys. They're not they're not game changers. I mean, you can't tell me any of those guys on that list right now is game changes uh and i don't understand why we won't get a we won't draft a a, a linebacker and I, i'll go off on that thanks Vinny. i appreciate your show i hear you um well i mean what it ultimately comes down to and i know you know game changers everybody wants game changers but they're not easy to find uh, at every single position and i would i would contend that you know, when you're talking about linebackers, uh, the Raiders are moving to a 3-4 defense, or at least a base 3-4 defense. So uh, Chandler Jones is an outside linebacker. He's going to rush the passer uh, a lot of times from that upright position, and so he's technically a linebacker. you got Divine Diablo, who I felt had a, a good rookie year. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a transition, obviously, going from uh, college to the NFL. He was banged up a little bit early on, and that sort of stunted his growth. I think he... The first time I remember seeing him um, practice was right before the last preseason game of the season against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I remember being up in Santa Clara, and he kind of got turned around a couple of times so you, and, and torched a little bit. It wasn't a great day for Divine Diablo, put it that way. But you know, I know in his case, he learned from it and grew from it. And as the year went on, he kept knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. And then he ultimately took Corey Littleton's job, and I felt – became an asset over those last four or five games of the season in run support. Um, he was, he was I thought, a pleasant surprise. 
you know, and then in pass coverage, uh, there's some there's some wrinkles that he needs to iron up. But remember, he was also making a a, a, a position switch from safety to to linebacker. So you're seeing the game at a different level at that point, and it takes time to learn it and to master it. I felt like he was turning the corner in the right way, and I would expect that he's going to be pretty good in a pretty good position this year. He still got Denzel Perryman, Jayon Brown uh, came here from Tennessee, Micah Kaiser came here from Los Angeles Rams. You know, they've added some people and. Um, game changers, those are hard to find. Right now, just having capable players that can give you, uh, you know, uh, above or average to above average play at that position, I think, is is a noble goal. Find the game changers when you can, but more importantly, or just as importantly, get guys in here that you can count on to get the job done. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. On a Tuesday, we are live at Raiders facility in Henderson, Nevada, this beautiful facility, this beautiful studio, the Raiders did it up when they moved to Las Vegas. I can tell you that right now.